Welcome to Pleb Chain Radio, a live show brought to you by Plebs for Plebs, which focuses on the intersection of Nostra and Bitcoin protocols. Join QW and Avi as they run down the weekly news and developments, breaking down the current thing and the future frontier with the foundation of decentralization, the builders, thinkers, doers, and plebs. All right, we are live. Welcome, gentle plebs, to a very special episode of Pleb Chain Radio. It is our 21st, certainly a special number, and we have a special guest to go with it. Jeff Booth will be joining us, the one and only Jeff Booth, the voice of wisdom in Bitcoin and these days Nostra, will be joining us in, in about 15 minutes. We'll have uh, Doc and Lau from the Nostra Report leading us through the lightning round, uh, which is a weekly recap of news on Nostra and in the Bitcoin universe. But first, QW, why don't you kick us off with what's on your mind? Let's take a moment and just appreciate show 21. Uh, we, we've talked about this for weeks ahead. Uh, I mean, we've done this week in, week out. I mean, from different locations, doesn't really matter. We're doing it. But uh, show 21's kind of always been on our subconscious. Uh, that's just the the, the magic number. Uh, and uh, we really wanted to make this show special. Uh, so what more special than uh, a guy who's been in Noster from the beginning? I mean, well, when I say the beginning, the hatching. So when that was when Jack uh, mentioned the the migration or mentioned uh, Noster in general and everyone joined up, uh, I joined on the 19th of December. Uh, Jeff beat me by a day. Uh, so he's been one that's been a, a big supporter of Noster from the beginning. I think he really understands the decentralization and how important that is in protocols. And, uh, you know, it's just something special. And I thought, uh, you know, who better than uh, someone that's been there from the beginning? Um, I, I think there's a big trend going on now. I'm, I'm starting to see a little bit momentum, uh, especially in the pleb community, uh, where we're starting to see Noster Nest, uh, which is basically, uh, uh, you know, the, the dead bird app uh, spaces uh, become kind of a, uh, a marquee um, for, you know, those who uh, have those spaces to start using. Uh, so it's it's actually pretty exciting. We broke a record last night. Uh, Preston um, uh, basically held his uh, in Magoo and uh, Joe Carlosari. Is that how you say it? Anyways, uh, <laughs> thanks for the save, Avi. Um, yeah, so they broke a record last night. They did a, they had 160 in the live show, which is tremendous for Noster Nest. Uh, so that's something that we're getting excited about. We're starting to see that kind of movement. I think once people start to realize Noster Nest is 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 something, and you can actually have a profile in here, um, do everything you would uh, that you would in Domus or some of the other clients out there. Uh, it, it actually starts to get really exciting. So. Um, you're also seeing Odell um, making Zap uh, Zapstream uh, become a thing. So during their shows, whether it's Rob, Rabbit Hole Recap, Citadel Dispatch, they're actually using Noster as a uh, as a, Noster protocol as a uh, a way to uh, interact live in the show with uh, Zaps or whatever it may be. Um, so I'm really looking forward to the future here. It's so early, but we just keep building. Uh, kudos to all the devs out there. Yeah, indeed, QW. It is an exciting milestone to see the first Nest breach. A hundred listeners. I don't believe that's been the case. I mean, we've we've uh, flirted with that number in the past, but uh, 160 was great. Well, maybe Jeff will pull in more. Um, today we'll see. 
Yeah, yeah, but, uh, we will see. Uh, you know, it's it's something where we need to, you know, when we're we're, we're in something new like this, you kind of wonder what's our max capacity. Uh, you know, because we, we're here to break things. So, you know, how many people break it? Uh, and that's a, that's a real question. It sure is. With that, I'm going to hand it to Doc from the Nostra Report to lead us through a weekly recap of all the exciting news and events in Nostra and Bitcoin, what a segment we call the lightning round. Take it away, Doc. Hey, hey, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, appreciate it. You can hear me uh, well now, right? Hear you live and well. All right. So um, last week, you guys... Uh, finished off the uh, Pleb Chain Radio episode with Mills, and it was an awesome episode. And it's crazy how quickly uh, time moves in in Noster, because um, you know so much has happened since. Um, so uh, outside of Noster and Twitter, uh, we saw um, Elon starting to restrict uh, DMs, and this was a trend like throughout the week that culminated last night in that uh, that Noster nest that you mentioned. So early in the week, uh, Elon had started restricting the number of DMs that unverified users could send. Uh, only uh, blue checks basically were able to send above a certain limit. Um, after that, we saw that Twitter was trying to force businesses to buy ads to re retain a golden check mark, which was interesting. Um, and then the day after that, Twitter rebranded as X, which was... Uh, you know, kind of took everything by storm, um, you know, not only Twitter, Noster, uh, you know, all the social media. Um, and so t this is uh, Elon's way of trying to, and he said this out loud, Odell uh, echoes this often, that Elon is trying to move towards a Western version of WeChat. Um, and, you know, I think after that, I started paying more attention to what WeChat was, uh, the um, invasion of the government uh, into every aspect of uh, Chinese citizens' lives. Um, and there were a couple of videos that were pretty crazy, like if your social credit score goes down, you get posted on this big billboard in the in town square, uh, or people get an alert that someone with a low uh, social credit score is, is nearby them. Um, so it's pretty scary thinking about uh, how that's what Elon wants to move to. Uh, and really makes me grateful that we have something like Nostra that's decentralized that no one can have that much power. Power. Um, you guys see any of that stuff? Yeah, I certainly will have been following that, uh, Doc. And, and the thing with X and this whole concept of the everything app, Elon has not been doing this cloak and dagger, right? This is not something he's bringing on us. He's been talking about this in the open for a while. So he's been telegraphing his intentions of creating this app that's a one-stop shop for everything. And it's it's scary and dystopian that one centralized entity can have access, can have their tentacles through so many of, of a citizen's, or so much of a citizen's uh, life um, and and certainly nostra is the safe haven is the refuge from that absolutely um there were some really good quotes that came out of it and i think all, all of the um all of that stuff kind of led to uh big influencers and personalities from uh bitcoin twitter 
starting to get interested in, in Noster a little bit more. I mean, they had always been interested in it, but starting to actually utilize it more using Noster nests. Um, and uh, so Lynn, Lynn Alden had a great quote and she was uh, voicing that she was going to start um, uh, putting more content uh, out on, on Noster. Um, and one of my favorite quotes of the week, she said, the final arch-villain is not the boring one you assumed. It's Instead, it's the one you knew from the beginning of the movie, the one you liked, because he was really good at getting your attention. But that turned bad and fraudulent retroactively. The more you learn from him, and even bigger than any villain you could have anticipated. That's the final arch-villain. Let's fucking go. Um, and after that, we saw, um, I think, you guys want to tell the story about how uh, Preston got interested in, in Ness because I, I thought that was kind of funny too. Yeah, I could tell that story, Doc. Um, so in preparation for Jeff Booth uh, joining the show today, earlier this week, I think it was on Monday, um, I, I Jeff and I had logged on into this nest uh, and I was helping him through the verification process. And part of the Nostra nest verification process is posting on Nostra. You, know, you have to post this text string that comes up, which set, says what's the effect of verifying my identity on Nostra nest. Then you copy the note ID and that complete and uh, paste it in the box and it completes the verification. So when Jeff went through that step, Preston happened to see it and he replied saying, what is this, Jeff? And, and then they went back and fought a little bit and, and Preston immediately hopped on board. He verified his nest identity. And lo and behold, he held the largest nest uh, we've had. So that was quite an interesting story. Well, and I want to add to that because there's so much in Noster that people have no idea about. Uh, you know, Preston's been here for a while, uh, but but between you know the protocol and clients, uh, there's there's just so many things to tap into that you would have no idea about. Uh, so it's just it's great to see that, and it, the, the the quick turnaround that happened on that was pretty pretty hilarious because uh, he he I believe he posted. Uh, well, I was listening to it last night, and uh, it sounds like he's going to be doing it predominantly from Nest for now on versus uh, going to uh, Twitter. So it sounds like he's going to be cross-posting that, hey, join over here, kind of like Jeff did uh, about 10 minutes ago. So it's great It's great to see. It's a great way to purple pill, and uh, that's that's the way. Yeah, and uh, I was listening to that Nest last night, too. That was kind of the culmination of the week of of really big personalities that we've been waiting for the people that have been on Nasser from the, you know, for months now, we've been, we've been hoping that this would happen. But um, last night, Preston spun up a nest, uh, Magoo and Joe Carlosari were there. They talked a lot about um, just uh, kind of macro level um, Bitcoin stuff. And at one point it drew over 160 listeners, which was, which was pretty awesome. And I'd love to hear from Derek Ross if that was stressing uh, his servers and stressing, uh, you know, semi souls, semi souls server. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and you're right. Preston did say uh, I heard him last night say that he's going to be focusing on decentralized tools and he's going to be using Nostra Nest preferentially instead of spaces uh, moving forward. Um, and, and let me just stop there because it might be nest it might be something else i mean it's a free market people are here uh you know there's going to be multiple streaming uh services i believe in the future uh so the options will be uh, there'll be a plethora of options yep and that's the beauty of nostr is 
you can uh, pick up your NSEC and move to another, uh, you know, another uh, micro app uh, and uh, keep all of your social graph, um, you know, all of your all of your previous posts and everything. Um, and so, and that the, the last the last thing from the Elon Twitter thing is he, did you guys see he took over the uh, X uh, handle um, and just basically took it without any compensation or anything to it uh, at the end. So, which just goes to show the power of cryptography. Um, if it's not your not your keys, not your coin, not your NSEC, not your uh, profile. Yeah, and your insect is your private property. I mean, no one can take that from you. There's nothing about, you know, the it, it's just the ultimate property rights, and uh, your insect or your profile is completely yours. They might be able to block you from a certain client, uh, but they can't block you from the protocol. Exactly. All right, um, moving on. Uh, we saw really Twitter take this dystopian uh you know, turn and world coins was really trending, uh, over there, um, which was kind of funny being on Noster watching that happen because it's just so crazy that, 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 you know, gains so much, uh, momentum over there. But, um, basically, uh, you visit this, if you're not familiar with world coin, it's a project that, uh, they're trying to validate, um, people to get their their uh, their decentralized token so you know what they call it by visiting a orb and getting your retina um scanned um and qw i think i saw you post there not only there was some terms of service uh that you dug up that said they're not only <laughs> looking at retina uh data but somehow the orb is also collecting other biometric data yeah, it was like heartbeat and shit. It was like uh, stuff that you're just like, what? What? Why would they ever want that? Um, you know, when they talk about it, you know, the, the 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 iris scanning is supposedly just to just so they know you're not AI or some sort of a verification in the future that you're human. Uh, but you know, when I look at it, it's got three cameras on it. Uh, I I don't know what the hell. The, I mean, when I look at my my phone, yeah, I got three cameras on it, so it's got a zoom out. It's got a you know, I don't know what those cameras are, but I'm assuming. They're actually taking pictures of your face along with uh, along with your, you know, your scan uh, and then, you know, whatever else, uh, heat sensing beats, uh, whatever they're doing. I mean, there was there was stuff in the literature that they said they were going to change. Uh, but has that ever been changed? I mean, really, wh what are we even talking about at this point? Uh, who the hell would want their iris scanned uh, for some shit coins? Yeah. And I, last night, uh, I, I ran across a post by Crypto Graffiti. I don't know if you guys saw this either. I'll, I'll repost it on uh, the NASA Report account. But um, he had gone into the, I guess, the headquarters of WorldCoin and grabbed one of the orbs, walked out with it, and threw it right into the into the ocean <laughs> in uh, San Francisco, which was... I saw that video. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Dergigi had a great post um, after all this. And, um, had, you know, he said, look, not everyone's going to make it. The point made by 1984 is the same point made by ordinary men. Most people will love the regime. Most people will do anything to comply, to not stick out, to do what everyone else does, no matter how ridiculous. The solution is deceivingly simple. Don't try to change other people. Focus on yourself and how you spend your time. Opt out. Don't feed the beast. Concentrate your time, energy, and attention on the alternatives represented by Bitcoin and Noster. Become as resilient as you can. Become unruggable. Ignore the noise. Amen. Yep. 
Um, all right. And then just some other uh, kind of smaller um, Nostra news that popped up during the week. Uh, Geyser.fund, which is a big, um, you know, fundraising campaign we, for Nostra Report. We use it to get um, one of our reporters, Marseille, over to BTC Prague, and it worked amazing. But they uh, instituted zaps, which allow you to directly zap different uh, Geyser projects from your Nostra client, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, there was some relay news. I feel like we tend to ignore relays, uh, but they're obviously, you know, incredibly important in the Nostra ecosystem. Um, there was a piece that came out um, by the electronic, uh, uh, what is it, EFF, um, that showed a relay providers on a Mastodon server had their, all of their electronics uh, seized by the FBI. Um, and that kind of got people thinking about what are the implications of um, running a relay on Noster? How do we protect ourselves? Um, and et cetera. Uh, and right after that, we saw um, Camerai, who runs Eden.Noster.Land, was one of the first paid relays, and it really was kind of groundbreaking in Noster if you were here back in probably January, February. Um, he announced that he was taking down the, uh, the relay. And he, at first, he didn't really give a good reason, um, came back the next day. Jack had asked him why he didn't respond until the next day and basically said that he's got a lot of other stuff going, cost of the server, et cetera. Um, but I just found it interesting that that happened immediately after, um, you know, that story broke about uh, the Mastodon server getting seized by the FBI. Now that is a... Interesting story there, uh, Doc. On it was a weird on... story. It was a weird story. Apparently, the guy was like uh, running a backup. He had a backup. He was one of the backup servers, uh, and he got raided on unrelated charges, <laughs> and they just found that. So it it seems fishy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I learned uh, about Macedon was that uh, none of their DMs are encrypted. The whoever is running the server has access to the DMs, which I thought was nuts. Oh man, I mean, you just got to assume <laughs> everything is, uh, you know, it's it, not nothing's. It, it yeah, just, we thought don't, don't we trust. Thought meta, we thought the metadata leaks uh, with master DMs are a huge problem, but you know, apparently on Mastodon, your uh, the the provider that runs your server can access all your DMs, which is great. Um, and then uh, to cap it all off, SBF, uh, the, you know, is, was uh, getting charged and the DOJ apparently dropped all charges for breaking campaign finance laws yesterday, um, which was just nuts. I can't believe that happened. The politicians well, are rejoicing. They can keep their $90 million uh, so, of, of fraudulent money, I guess. So, so that's a whole deal right there. And it's important to clarify that that not all charges on everything have been dropped um, from S uh, SPF, right? It's just that campaign finance uh, charge. He's still facing other charges. For now. For now, yeah, that's true. For now. Yeah, but that was a bit. That was a big one. So. Yeah, it was. Um, well, that is the majority of what uh, what happened on Nostr. It was a good week. I feel like we got people started getting burned a little bit on Twitter and with shit coins. And uh, we, we've been seeing more, more growth here, which is great.
I do want to do one uh, news shout out. Um, Satimoto is in the audience. Um, that was the account that I, I pulled the uh, electric vehicle charging stations from. Uh, they, they had a whole a chart from this week that uh, they went from 20,000 different EV charging stations that that, that actually accept lightning um, to 70,000 within uh, within seven months or six months, six or seven months, but it went from 20 to 70,000. So if you're, if you're actually getting zaps, uh, just shit posting on Noster, you can actually power your vehicle uh, in Europe uh, just off that. So that's, that's pretty uh, interesting stuff. Yeah. We have Lau from the Noster report up here too. I would love uh, Lau. I think that's your next uh, mission is to go to one of these EV stations and, and uh, check it out. I'd need to buy one of those fancy electric cars first. You can charge your uh, phone from there or something, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> or I'll just sap one of those stations. All right, Avi, you want well, to uh, uh, introduce our guest? Yes. So thank you, Doc and Lau, uh, for a, another comprehensive lightning round uh, weekly uh, recap of uh, news and events in Nostrum Bitcoin. It is, folks, my honor and privilege to introduce our guest for our 21st show, the voice of wisdom in Bitcoin, Mr. Jeff Booth. Welcome, sir. Welcome to Clubchain Radio. Still got his mute on. Uh-oh. Let's try this again. There we go. Now there we are. <laughs> now it's now it's unmuted. Didn't didn't work the first time. How are you? How are you guys? <laughs> Doing great. The the thing about Noster Nest, uh, you know, it's a new new product, new uh, new deal. So we, we we're kind of used to this. Uh, anything that happens, uh, any kind of technical challenges, we just kind of. Uh, I mean, we just we, there's no emotion involved here, so we just kind of wait. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for having me. So, Jeff, uh, why don't we begin? And there are several topics that we touched upon, and maybe you caught some of them at the end there uh, in our intro and in the lightning round, which we could circle back to uh, later in, in our conversation. One especially, which I do want to talk to, is uh, uh, Doc from the Nostra Report uh, mentioned Camry, who was a relay operator for Eden, who's having to shut down his relay because of cost. So we can get into how we sustain some of these open protocol services uh, in a value for value setting. But before we do that, Jeff, uh, we typically start on the show with um, with a B Bitcoin backstory. So you you wrote an incredible book, The Price of Tomorrow, which wasn't, if I'm not mistaken, Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong, it wasn't really a Bitcoin book, right? But say that wasn't your motivation and just happened to parallel a lot of the themes. But what was your Bitcoin backstory? How did you get in? Uh, and how did you get where you are today? So, so that's actually the book is probably so I, I owned it in 2007 or a small bit in 2017. I've been interested in it for a long time, probably uh, too busy to give it the, how many stories are similar. Um, gave it a cursory look, but too busy in my in my fiat world job or bu building businesses to be able to to look de uh, look deeper. And it was uh, throughout writing the book. That, that I recognized that the existing system could not fix itself. It was uh, impossible. And that, that humans would think it, it could so that they would 
they would reinforce the things that were happening in the existing system, only making it stronger. Um, and uh, and divide, divide society as a result. And then, so I thought potentially, even in the, uh, probably the truth is, uh, I had started investing in it pretty he heavily before I published the book, but it was through the book that I thought it, it could be a potential transition mechanism to, to a world that looked totally different. Um, and then in trying to disprove that hypothesis, um, I only became more convinced that uh, that it was it was actually measuring the truth in the world. It was actually um, and and it was inevitable as long as Bitcoin could say decentralized and secure, um, everything else was inevitable. Um, and and then so I spent a lot of time essentially trying to how would I kill it? What would people do to kill it? Because the existing system is so big, so strong, what would they do to try to kill it? I, and I got pr uh, pretty confident that it's almost unkillable. Um, I, we can talk about some things that are still out out, out there. Um, but uh, but and then as I did that, my probabilities of of a failure there on a base layer went down. I took them down from probably five percent to point one percent, and then started to invest more of my time trying to make that outcome, make that future that I wanted to see come true. And Jeff, what is that 0.1% in your mind now? So, uh, so th this is, uh, and, and I want to be careful about taking this. So I actually think it's, it's us. It's the, um, probably if I saw the biggest risk, um, in it still, it's, it, um, it's all of us. Um, the very few people can predict um, the, the what the world's going to look like in the future. So they take a look at the existing existing moment and they try to 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 everything else is changing, but this stays the same instead of everything's changing. So most people are really bad at seeing, thinking in first principles or seeing in second, third, or fourth order effects of decisions. I'll give you a very real example and, and probably something that we'll see over the next while in, uh, in Bitcoin. Um, in, uh, you, you can see more people wanting to do more things at the base level on uh, base layer on Bitcoin. That's because they they can't see what's happening on the second and third layers. They can't see what's possible in things like Lightning, and they can't see what's possible in things like Fetty uh, to solve those problems in a in a more secure, more decentralized way and 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 a different way. So what they do is they think, okay, Bitcoin can't do these things right now, so let's change the core to be able to do these things without understanding the trade offs that would come with that that might create centralization or insecurity in this. And so I think I, I, I still think a, lar a large part of that fight is in front of us. I'm going to write an article uh, on this. But ultimately, if we as Bitcoiners, if we stay vigilant in keeping decentralized and security at the core of Bitcoin, um, it actually doesn't have to do anything else at, at its core right now on layer one. And, and, every, and, and the world shifts over time to this future where prices fall, that I talk about all the time, where prices fall, we're working on an honest ledger and humanity, it, it, it kind of the abundance transition to humanity is a result of that. 
um, it doesn't have to do anything else at the base layer. All of those other things could happen on the second and third layers, and they will be forced to if we're if if Bitcoin stays decentralized and secure. So that would be, I would say, the biggest threat vector. And and in that threat vector, uh, if I put on a tinfoil hat and said, "You've we've seen we've seen Bitcoiners who used to be hardcore Bitcoiners change for money." to be able to create something else, to be able to consolidate power. And, and most of them get burned in this shitcoinery and everything else, but we've seen that. Um, so, so now if there was a ton of money to be able to, to, do, to do that and influence even from one of the names in Bitcoin to be able to do a, a, a hard fork and, 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 and why this needs to be name your reason why the center why why base layer needs to change um you could see like imagine imagine a plant inside there or many plants inside there trying to be able to change this and and so the, the, i see the risk is what do we want what is what uh, what what is the truth what what do we want and it is should we protect decentralization and security at all costs i will i'm in the camp of yes um and uh, and but all people decide, and that's what all people, all of the people in Bitcoin will decide that in, in time. I agree with that. I mean, that's uh, that that's why. I mean, for for me, like the pleb chain movement. That's what you know. We we once Noster began, we started saying pleb chain, kind of the the where the intersection of Noster and Bitcoin. Uh, meet um but we call it kind of layer zero kind of we're the community uh we're the driver we're the we're the force that uh, we're the peers to peer uh so it's something where it's very important that us as a community uh keep spreading the message of decentralization keep keep onboarding uh with a smile which is a complete polar opposite of these other social media uh sites that you 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 kind of find the social decay at um but it's something that's uh important um, decentralization uh, through protocol seems to be the uh, the Achilles heel of, of all these control mechanisms out there. Um, so that's great to see and uh, we'll definitely be supporting that. Um, I, with that said, I mean, you, you came and I don't think you heard me when I was saying it. I don't think you were here, but uh, you came a day before me. So you're one of the early uh, adopters when Jack uh, first mentioned uh, uh, Noster in December, I would I would take it. Yep. Yeah, I was a, a, a what was it December eighth or tenth or something in there. Uh, well, if you check Noster.band, it's December eighteenth. So ah, okay. That was, uh, yeah. that was that was when your uh, insect was created. But okay. uh, yeah, with, with that said, I mean, you you understood the importance of it right from the get go. So I mean, clearly you already knew decentralization was uh, was important, and having a protocol like that. Uh, really um is something you were interested in that was one of the other reasons uh you know i thought show 21 uh you you would be the best for um just just because uh you know the, the that you you showed up early you know <laughs> yeah well if you if you just feedback and i think that the largely most people are asleep at the wheel at, at what very few here are talking about but this will this will uh, gain traction over time. It's inevitable that this gains traction over time. Um, but, but if, can you imagine, so, so the world you talk about, and when you were talking about the orbs and everything else in Gigi's post, which I totally agree with that Gigi's a good friend of mine, but, uh, but the world is trying the, or the algorithms are trying to capture your attention. 
um, and most people are feeding them. If you think if 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 I was organizing a world like that to try to hack that from a, I was Worldcoin, uh, I was part of Worldcoin. What I would do is I would create long line. I would feed that out and say there's so many people in line, and I would get a whole bunch of people to share that, and they would be outraged, and it would put it in the algorithm that this is way bigger, uh, way bigger a deal than other people think, and everybody would be talking about it, and that would create itself a marketing uh, plan to be able to to drive that for forward, and so we don't realize we're feeding the beast, and we're actually creating insecurity in our own lives by feeding feeding that beast we spend all our time feeding the beast whether it's biden trump all of the it's it's all nonsense the world lives on a broken ledger it's uh, it's broken money it's i know most people here know that but 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 what we should do is feed the people that are that that uh that are truth hope and abundance in the world instead of the nonsense we should be spreading that message. And if we fed those people, it would also expand in our minds because the world doesn't look like we think it looks like. People to people don't look like what we think it looks like. We give it too much strength in our minds and it takes away from, from us. And it's up to us to determine where to spend our time. So what I love about, what I love about Noster, what I love about, about Bitcoin is I'm spending, here's a different way to say it, I'm already living in the future. I'm living with people that I that I that I trust. They're spend, spending time with on an honest ledger. All prices are falling to 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 me, and I'm getting to spend my time with all the entrepreneurs that are building this new ecosystem. I cannot believe that I get to do it. I can't believe that I get to do it with all these amazing people. I so my I, I see total empathy where everybody else where where most of the world is, but. By feeding that, I just make it stronger. So I've, I've just chosen not to feed it and spend the, spend the time where I can make the biggest difference. And all that that they're feeding, uh, I mean, is, is I, I think, I mean, generally speaking, I, I'd like to think at least, a lot of people are waking up. They're starting to see that. I mean, if you go on Nostra for, let's say, a week or two, then go back to one of the uh, legacy uh, uh, apps, you start to really, it really opens your eyes kind of, wow, that's uh, that's completely different the way those algos work. Um, but with that said, I mean, the, the awakening in general, I mean, do you think that's, uh, I mean, it, it, is that compelling, the freedom movement um, moving to Nostra? I mean, I'm seeing Odell really, really double down on uh Freedom Tech. Um, I'm seeing open source stage, uh, open source Bitcoin uh, uh, park. Uh, everything seems to. I mean, there's there seems to be a lot of momentum uh, to open source and freedom in this bear market, especially. Yeah, so it's inevitable, but it's really early. There's eight billion people in the world, and there's five hundred thirty-eight thousand on Noster. If you count up all that, so so we're really really early. And what ends up happening is is um, I've said this on multiple podcasts, so forgive me if uh, if if it's a repeat for some. Um, why isn't everyone in Argentina or Lebanon or anywhere else? Why aren't they 100% Bitcoiners? Because they have a 120% inflation rate instead of our 10% or 8% or whatever the real number number is. And so when we ask ourselves why why doesn't everybody see it in in, in North America and one of the or or Europe, most people don't see Bitcoin. Um, 
because they think they, they make the system stronger by leaning in and they think there's a savior in somebody else that, that takes their individual rights and freedoms to, to alienate a different group and say, that person's the, the guy or the girl, that person's going to save me. And most people do that instead of just moving to a different, uh, to, to something that has no counterparty to that uh, risk to that system and measuring their world in a different world. But, it, but, but why do they do that? Because so if you got rug pulled in Argentina and all of your savings, if you've worked for 40 years and your entire savings are gone and now, now businesses race into Argentina to take advantage of your cheap labor because it's now cheaper on a world market. Now you, you're going to get rug pulled again because now you think, oh, now it's, it's back. Now I can create money again. And it keeps you locked into a system. And, and if there were, if there were 80% Bitcoiners, 90% Bitcoiners in Argentina, my belief would be, okay, Bitcoin's going to be way faster than, uh, than this kind of chaotic movement, but I think it's going to come in waves. And the same thing is going to happen to Nostra. It's going to come in waves because most people don't see that. And most people are, are leaning in and creating more, uh, uh, more strength to the system that they they hate they're literally creating the creating it making it stronger they're making elon musk stronger by complaining about his platform on his platform yeah that that makes complete sense jeff and and you touched upon a point there i think that that leads into one of the questions i had uh, which is how do we get these tools um in the hands of more people right bitcoin and nostra and and for that the in my opinion there needs to be some kind of concerted and coordinated investment mm -hmm. and uh building efforts for these tools and to that extent right you have a venture capital company ego death capital that is actively involved uh in in promoting some of these uh new tools but the question I had is, how do we bring a low time preference mentality to venture capital, especially for Nostra and Bitcoin projects? Because a lot of these projects do have long incubation periods. Uh, and that almost seems antithetical to the need for a quick exit, right, from a standard venture capital standpoint. Uh, how do you think yeah. about that? Uh, this is a really interesting question, uh, Avi, and uh, and I and, and I and I I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best on it from a um, what we think in in uh, in in ego death, and what I had to come to terms with to start a venture capital company. Yeah, in this, so uh, so if you know what venture capital looks like, and I know very well what venture capital looks like because it, it destroyed one of my businesses and I've seen it destroy many, many other businesses. And I know what kind of the, what it fights, what kind of the games that are played to create, uh, to create sometimes short-term wealth, but to concentrate an industry around broken money. Um, and most of the people that are in it don't even know that it's ha that it's happening, but it is happening because it has to happen. If theft is in money, then you're closer to the money. 
then you're winning out of that theft and all of the incentives are broken. So what did I have to come to with, remember, I wrote a book on this. Um, so if, if marginal cost of production is falling, uh, it falls. So tech, uh, so, so prices fall to the marginal cost of production in economics. Everybody knows that. Um, if we have exponentially increasing, uh, technology and, uh, and, and, um, through AI, through all of the machine learning, or through all of these things that are creating an exponential wave of technology or productivity, then that means prices everywhere should be falling exponentially. Um, and and as it relates to, so that means if I hold Bitcoin, prices will fall exponentially. If I measure in Bitcoin, prices, and it doesn't in decentralization and, and, uh, and security remain con uh, constant, no matter what, over a long time, a long enough time horizon, um, prices of everything trend towards zero, no matter no no matter what. That's what owning Bitcoin is. So, how could I create an, a, a fund that could beat that performance and play um, and, and play by 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 creating companies that fit the profile of what we want for Bitcoin to happen to decentralize and security. The only way I could do that is be shoulder to shoulder with people that were creating companies that would benefit Bitcoin or Noster, but, they, but, um, but in a way that they weren't creating monopolies by doing so. They weren't creating, they weren't pricing out their competitors by creating uh, giant monopolies, which is a different model for a venture capital than typical venture capital or or at least the monopoly would have to be it wouldn't be still a monopoly but it would have to provide so much value to users that they chose to stay there because there would be constant more opportunities so that, that means that entrepreneurs needed to constantly innovate um, on the way the thing that they were building would be taken to zero. Other people would copy that and it would be taken to zero as well. And so you had to, then, then if you think through that, you have to think through, this is going to be a long-term part, like partnership with entrepreneurs. And you, you really want to love the people you're working with to be able to help them see around corners and um, hopefully provide value in a way that, uh, that allows them to win long-term and Bitcoin to win long-term, Nostra to win long-term. Now, in that, there's a lot of projects that don't fit something that a venture capital fund could invest in. Because if, they're, if you're creating a wallet and your wallet has, every single wallet has uh, no barrier to entry and you're not better than the next guy and the next guy then creates, uh, just copies all your features and that races to zero, then the point of venture capital is actually, it doesn't need to invest in a wallet because that's going to be free right? it's going to drive that, that that down so what are what are the things that you can invest in have a horizon that you can actually make money or when i say make money i mean make more bitcoin or drive drive accumulation of bitcoin because you'd have to to, to beat the hurdle rate of just owning bitcoin and 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 the number of companies uh falls kind of exponentially as well, or the number of types of ideas. Um, and, and in Noster specifically, some of those are just really early. Um, we, uh, I, I try to think about this at least from, uh, I run out of time too, so so maybe I'm not the best at it all the time. But, uh, but I try to think about this as, I wanna be a good steward for the community. I wanna be a good actor in the community. And so even if we can't invest in somebody, 
how can I help them create the thing that they want to create, um, and 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 provide advice or or uh, or introductions to somebody else who might be the the right fit. Maybe there's a broader question here, Jeff, uh, beyond venture capital. Uh, did you, by any chance, read uh, Alan Farrington's recent article, from maybe from about a couple of weeks ago, on capital in the 21st century? Yep. Yeah, I did. So yeah, Alan, Alan's this, great. No, he's fantastic. Uh, so this sort of relates to a point he was making about uh, chasing quick returns today and not having that. I'm not talking about your, uh, venture capital. I'm just general statement, right? Uh, about uh, corporations in uh, in general chasing quick returns because the money is debasing. Your unit of account is debasing, so you need to be beat that, and hence you you get into this high time preference thinking. Uh, with that said, is there for for these long time horizon projects, which invariably Bitcoin and Nasta-related projects, I believe, will tend to be. Do you think that the existing corporate structure and fiduciary structure, uh, which, which means in ev everything it all executives it, 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 do it, 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 has it, to be for, for shareholder value? It, it all changes. Everything changes. Yeah. So, so, so much changes out of what we're talking about that, that, and I, yeah, you know, you've heard me say this, we tend to measure a system from the system and we tend to think of some things change, but not everything changes in this new, new world. Literally everything changes the way humans interact with each other changes. It, it is so broad a, a topic. It's exciting because of that, but the, you could throw out the rule book for how you created wealth uh, before you have to, and I'm not saying there's still, how do you create a company? How to create alignment in a company? How do you create value for, for people? But, but these are going to be funded totally differently um, because they won't require the same amount of funding. A lot of these things won't require the same amount of funding. If you look at uh, will, will as an example, um, look at what he creates, look at the value he uh, puts uh, uh, into this, um, and he—he—he's his team. And and or look at look at this, or look at what Pablo does. Uh, look at the look at the type of people, and look at the type of things just kind of off the side of people's desks that they're creating tons of value that doesn't even need to be monetized, or it can be monetized in a form of zaps or donation or anything else. So some of these models, they don't need. A giant marketing team and and giant walls to be able to block everybody else out, to be able to have massive impact. That's what I mean. Every single thing changes. And if you're if you created a venture fund into this and you try to rewrite the rules of existing venture, you're going to be annihilated. Um, that you have to you have to create a venture fund in this. You have to be a hundred percent on board what's happening in Bitcoin. You have to understand all of these things, and then and then. And then hopefully invest in those projects that deliver tons of value to other people. That's any what any company is is only a group of people trying to provide value to other people. Yeah, and I think I mean, so uh, Jeff, uh, could you maybe help clarify that point? So, yeah, I, I, yeah, sorry, I, I, and, 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 yeah, I can specifically. What do you mean, Avi? 
Yeah. Uh, so you're talking about folks like Will, the creator of Damas, and Pablo, who's a, a developer who doesn't sleep and has contributed <laughs> incredible work to uh, to Nostra. But and and they have created uh, a lot of value. Uh, when you're talking about the need for monetization, right? I mean, they they still need to feed their families and keep the lights on. It's unclear to me if the value for value model, as it stands today, is sustainable, right? So, in your mind, how does how do we build a sustainable model where they uh, amazing developers like Will and Pablo are rewarded richly for what they're building, so that they can keep the lights on and take care of their families and continue contributing the way they are? So I'm going to use an example because I can't do it this for every single company, but I do this. I spend a lot of time with our companies that were in our portfolio to be able to help help them design uh, something that that can be on on side from a long term uh, uh, revenue model. Um, so if you looked at uh, and but anybody, I'm happy to answer these questions individually. If somebody had an idea, if they were product market fit, because there's a whole bunch of different ways. And I don't know, some, some will work, some, uh, uh, some, some won't work. Some will be monetized from value to value. Not everything will be, but I use an example, uh, that kind of helped Fetty come up with their model of, uh, of, of pricing. And, and so, so Fetty by pricing, um, only 21 basis points on transactions as more transactions move to Bitcoin and, 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 and Fetty um, and hyper Bitcoinization takes place, then a tiny, tiny fraction of, of money uh, moves to moves to Fetty on all transactions. And as a result, they, they could have also said, okay, we're going to do like app, the app store and we're going to, all of the people that are going to build onto our platform we're going to charge them a 30% take rate to be able to create the, this value and share with our value. And we're going to, we're going to create a monopoly out of that. And we had long talks about that, that said that would be the wrong thing for this ecosystem. The right thing for this ecosystem is make the effective app store free that other people could create value from what Fetty is doing and propel them, their own ideas on, onto it. Um, and expand the entire pie uh, faster in a decentralized uh, uh, format. So, so that was a choice, and that choice led to that choice led to a funding round that was significantly higher than our first funding, and an oversubscribed funding round because the general market, uh, other other Bitcoiners. By the way, I just said we wouldn't accept anybody in our fund that wasn't a hundred percent maxi. Like we wouldn't take them in our uh, in in our fund, so 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 we, there is a lot of money starting to chase really compelling business ideas, and that second that second round was way oversubscribed from a lot of names that people would know in uh, in in this space because they saw a long term economic value by by driving Bitcoin adoption way faster and helping helping kind of society transition to the other side. And that that app store has really turned into uh, quite the pickle. I mean, it's it's what it's the one thing that uh, 
uh, when when Will decided, hey, let's uh, let's let's monetize by uh, uh, basically going through a Wallet Connect and having you choose if you wanted to kind of match your Zap uh, up to a hundred percent to donate to Will, uh, kind of not even thinking about it, just kind of a seamless donation, uh, which would work with. Uh, with with the masses i mean really it's a quantity game at that point uh but after that uh you know <laughs> apple apple said no more zaps so it's one of those things where you're kind of uh uh you, you that's your single point of failure is is the app store uh which is pretty ridiculous but uh, i mean i don't even know how you, they get their their cut of 30 percent from from a sat you know so that's that's why they that's why they turn it off but think about some of these things these things have massive ramifications and we're early so again people are looking through through this unwielding power that apple has and and by the way if the federal government came up to apple tomorrow and said or microsoft and said turn off github because we don't want this this piece of freedom of speech being seen in code they would be forced to be able to turn it off just like china turning off uh, forcing apple to turn off or twitter censoring stuff so most people don't see that if you have this censorship in, in in my or this broken money then eventually that's has to be the way society looks and and that stops innovation and it stops all of the opportunity on the very opposite spectrum is bitcoin and but it's but it's early and and when you see fedi they are going to they are going to drive the and and Nost so now if you take fedi noster bitcoin together and what these things start to create i'll just use an example of what Pablo on the phone and Cody are, are, are building right now in, in data vending machines, most of the world doesn't have access to AI um, because they have to be, they have to have compliance through a credit card or an Apple store um, or, and, and they don't have credit cards. But if you can, if you can do pennies of in a data vending machine or fractions of pennies on lightning, then most of the world has access to, to, to AI. What do you think is going to happen, right? Like these things are going to explode because the existing infrastructure is now, is 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 concentrating and prohibitive to the 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 world, and now it opens up the world to be able to compete and provide value. And the and so I can't tell you where all of these sources of value are, but I can start to see them emerging and coming together in really unique, interesting ways um, that that. It gets me fired up about what's uh, about what's coming, and those type of th those types of things. There's probably a whole bunch of this audience that's new to uh, Noster Ness just because of a post on Twitter, and some of the, that audience will come on and say, "Huh, this Noster thing, what is it?" Mm -hmm. and look and look deeper and say, "Wow, there, uh, um, there's there's lots of value here, and it's all my value. I'm not being monetized to see something that I don't want to see." Um, it's it's my value that I'm creating with others. Yeah, and to add to that, the uh, the protocol itself is is really built on simplicity. So a lot of these devs or uh, coders that come on board or just kind of organizers, uh, they're pumping apps out <laughs> almost like weekly. Uh, it's something where it's not foreign. You're not building on someone else's broken code. Uh, so it, it creates a lot of opportunity. And then you, and the people come here, just regular old people. I mean, it's like a new frontier. Uh, and when you're in that frontier, it, it's just your, your mind starts to really wander about the possibilities. So it's a really exciting space. It's, it's something I've never felt in, in my time in the, 
you know, this, this, you know, built society, um, I feel like we're really in a, a new frontier. Uh, and, and I mean, it's not a day goes by. I don't think about one, a new client in my head, how, how that would, uh, how that can work with a relay and a protocol, you know, some, something very simple, but you just start to really think about bigger picture, um, ideas. Uh, are there any client opportunities that, uh, you've thought about recently, uh, that, that just might be exciting? So in, I think it's early in Noster specifically, but, uh, but we're wide open. In fact, we're looking in, 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 in this and which one, which type of ones can have uh, long lasting value. Um, and, uh, but so I probably, I won't say right now, but lots of what Pablo and Cody are building right now, the, uh, or the highlighter, the, uh, the, the, um, or some of the music uh, that's going to happen on this platform. All of the GitHub will be replaced onto this platform. All of these things are are inevitable. Onto when I say platform or protocol, um, the uh, all these things are inevitable, and they'll be decentralized as a result. Where the business opportunity is, and where where you can lean in to try to help advance some of those, uh, probably too early for me to give comment right now. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely seems like any kind of app that you use every day can easily be replicated uh, in a value for value or peer to peer manner, uh, really just cutting out all the uh, the fat of things um, and the oversight, I suppose. So, um, one, so, so one thing is just probably for people on this call to think of is you wouldn't have imagined what the iPhone could do for you um, until it was in your hand. Um, you wouldn't have imagined it, it was it, it everyone else was competing against a phone and it created everything in your hand and and so right now i think a lot of the projects are what i would say first generation product projects trying to copy something else that exists in the other world and and where the real excitement will be is where that Noster plus Bitcoin plus Fetty or plus something else or plus can create something entirely new that we can't even imagine right now that provides tons of value to people that that we can't even imagine what that looks like. In fact, if you just think about Fetty, that whole thing in can't almost can't what well, Fediment was was going, but that whole thing came from a plane ride with human advocates where where Obi and I were just trying to solve a problem for for a whole bunch of people in the world that could that would take too long to understand bitcoin so the whole idea came from the, the from how do we solve this problem and i think there's so many <laughs> the one thing i i'm absolutely uh sure of in a world with lots of problems entrepreneurs uh that's what they that, that's what they do they're trying to go solve those problems so there's tons of there's so much opportunity as this accelerates Jeff, I wanted to circle back to a point that you've made uh, a short while ago and you've made in previous podcasts as well, which is you can't uh, fix a system using uh, tools from that system, right? And and, and that, that certainly makes complete sense. And in that vein, right, w one of the things I think about is uh, you have a, a small startup in Bitcoin or Nostra, right? It, it becomes successful and it grows. Uh, how do we bridge that uh, that sort of corporate thinking into that uh, into this new world, right? That's outside the system and prevent 
uh, falling into that fiat trap that any growing company falls into, right? I mean, you have to hire legal, you have to hire compliance, and you have to grow your HR team. And then before you know it, it the company's been bureaucratically captured. In this new world that we're building towards, how do we prevent a growing startup from uh, going down that route? So I won't say who, but a couple of, uh, of, uh, of f uh, founders we uh, funded um, said two different times on two different occasions after board meetings recently said, um, this looks un completely unlike any other board meeting I've ever been at. Yeah. That, that's kind of what I'm getting at, Avi. Uh, that's going to change one person at a time, and people that are doing uh, people that are doing this aligned with Bitcoin, aligned with decentralization, aligned with uh, what's uh, what's happening, are going to play a longer game, and they're going to to probably be more valuable to entrepreneurs. And those entrepreneur and other entrepreneurs will hear that and say, "I really want those people involved in uh, in my company because they actually help." But but minds don't change very fast. And if you've built your whole life for, in venture capital from creating walls and, and kind of the, the fiat games, I suspect all of those people to do the exact same thing that they did before onto the new rails and, and, uh, and, and likely create a whole bunch of damage. It, let, let's face it, most of the things from 95 that were started on the internet um, no longer exist. Um, they were uh, they were captured. They were destroyed. They were or they were beat by a different different company. There's going to be tons of failures, but each those failures are going to signal to other pe people. And the, when I think about failure, because I failed many times myself, I don't think about it as failure. As if if you're using that as information to take the next step. So there's there's going to be a whole bunch of people who are going to try something that are not going to. It's not going to be economically viable. And they're still, and those people are still very, very valuable, and they'll try the next thing, and maybe that thing will be uh, 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 that maybe that thing will be funded, or maybe that thing doesn't need even need to get funded, and it'll create tons of value for society. But this is going to play out for a long. This is going to play out for a long time, and I'm I'm very po I'm very um, positive, or or uh, or I have a belief in the human spirit to overcome challenges. And and when you're uh, when you're inside that and actually try saying failure is okay, let's do whatever it takes. I, it, truthfully, uh, if any of my uh, LPs are on, I'd save this to LP, so it's okay. But I actually, when when I fund something for me personally, um, I have to I have to want the founder's success more than the company's success, because only then am I totally aligned that uh, that. That I can uh, I can both say every anything I need to, um, and they can say anything they need to to me. And then if the, if if <laughs> if if we fail, we only lose one times money. Um, I would rather create. I would rather build for successes and rather build for. Uh, and and some of those entrepreneurs will fail. Um, and hopefully, if if they do, when they do, and they try to start some, and they want to start something else with all that learning, we back them again. That makes a lot of sense, Jeff. Uh, so maybe for the final portion of our show, last 10 minutes or so, uh, we could pivot a little bit to philosophy, if you don't mind, Jeff. Um, yeah. And and it uh, you've used terms 
uh, you, you talk about the abundance mindset. You talk. You've, I believe I've heard you talk about manifestation and uh, and and anything recently, or maybe a few months back, in a podcast with uh, Robert Breedlove. You went very deep into concepts that resonate with um, uh, you know other practices. So, for and the reason I bring this up is my wife is a psychotherapist, and and she incorporates a lot of these holistic practices power of positive thinking and what have you and i and a lot of the the words that you use are from that vocabulary as well um so do you so on that note do you think um that this uh, consumerist and 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 let's just say materialistic lifestyle that's become rampant uh in the in the west can be fixed by bitcoin that individuals can change uh, and 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 live in this more abundance mindset. One hundred percent. Like not that. When I said I'm already living there, and measure, and I'm already living there, and probably many people are on this call are too. And I would just say, if it doesn't feel like that, then it's probably you, right? If you if you if you walk down the street with and this is, we probably don't have time to go as deep as we did with Robert on this. Um, but if, for people that want to watch that, they can. But if you walk down the street with somebody who was a victim and you and, and somebody was uh, not a victim, you would see two different worlds. The, those two people would see two different worlds. The mirror, the mirror reflecting the world is literally a belief set of your beliefs. And, 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 and you'd see different opportunities from those beliefs and those, and that would start to reinforce on itself and you would see more and more. Now, just extrapolate that to every single person on this call or me or anything else. What I tend to do is if there's something I don't like, this kind of, it's nagging at me all the time. It's me. It's nobody else. It's me. It's my beliefs that, uh, that, that create that. And so I turn the mirror back on myself so I can fix that, that, uh, that in me. And so if, if you feel like your time isn't valuable because you're spending all of your time, shouting at shouting at the noise and and you're you and then you your friend you don't have any friends around because you all you're doing is shouting at the noise maybe stop shouting at the noise and talk about all the beautiful things that are happening and why you're excited about the, uh, uh, those things instead of leaning into the power the power that wants to suck your attention from your from your soul and so that's what the world we live in right now. And, and so, it, and we all have a choice with, with our own mirror, with our own time, we control all of our own time. So, so, and it, it's, it, that's why I like Gigi's post on that, on that topic. You can't change somebody else. You can hopefully, you can hopefully, and, and, and changing somebody else, people want to see something out of their own desire to change it. They want to be, we're all the, we're all the central character in our own movie. We spend all our time in our own heads, think about how much we matter and how our, our movie matters most. And, and everybody, every one of us is like exactly the same. So, so spend the time on you. If you're happy and, and, and doing the things you want, you're more likely to attract more people that look uh, look the same, or more likely to, to actually change minds in a way that can change minds. Beautifully said, Jeff. Um, and on a related topic of 
of that abundance mindset, right? Uh, I do sometimes find uh, a disconnect uh, in 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 Bitcoiners who profess a low time preference thinking, right? And they talk about uh, things like, well, I will live an austere life. I will uh, save uh, Bitcoin money uh, for for my children. I will uh, not indulge in immediate gratification, like vacations and, and things like that, but but rather build this wealth and abundance so that my children and their children can enjoy this. I think the, the one disconnect I find with that thinking is when when that person is gone, their child is not going to remember the, the, the wealth that they left behind for them in the form of Bitcoin. They would much rather remember the incredible experiences they shared with their parent, right? And that includes vacations, right? And, and little indulgences. Uh, like that. So, have you have you noticed that disconnect as well, Jeff? Uh, and do you have any thoughts on that? So, n not generally, uh, Avi. But but again, if somebody is living that disconnect, or your your version of their disconnect, their version of the it's not disconnected. Their version is, I believe that people will. Uh, I'll have legacy. Their version might be. Sorry, they're not is. Their version might be. Is I believe my family will give a legacy and always talk about my my contribution to them forevermore after I'm gone, and that's why I'm doing it. So for them, it is real. Um, your version, it might not be real. That's why I said their version of the mirror that reinforces that is their version. And if they're happy in that ver version, then all power to them. They can do whatever they want. I'm not going to tell anybody in Bitcoin what they should do with their money or what they should. There is no. It, it, it's all of us. Um, it's just if that makes them unhappy, they might want to ask. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, Jeff. Uh, I'm going to ask the, uh, our friends on the panel Nost, from the NOST report, um, Doc, Lau, if you have any questions for Jeff or QW. Thanks. I, I had some questions, but um, they were all answered. So I'm, I'm out of questions. <laughs> Doc? Yeah. Hey, Jeff. Um, hey. We had, I had a uh, discussion with one of my buddies, Corn DeLorean, yesterday about value for value. Um, and it was basically different takes on, you know, I think it's still super early. If you put out something uh, on Noster, for example, and it doesn't get, um, it, it gets small, basically we're talking about like small amounts of Bitcoin. Um, what's, what are your thoughts on value for value as it stands now? Is it too early? Um, is this a, a, a model that has potential in the future? Um, and what are the things that are uh, holding holding it back from working? Yeah, so um, there's not that there it, um, compared to the world size audience, and and there's there's relatively few people using value for value or lightning or have lightning wallets or spending this, and that's growing all the time. And as that grows, there'll be more opportunities for value and for value, and there'll be more opportunities for a whole bunch of different types of business models that might work. Um, 
uh, and it's just really early. I would bet, though, if actually somebody said the value in sats that I'm getting and they held them, now that what they're doing is they're measuring those in fiat instruments and they're saying, oh, it's not very much money, when it might be a ton of money that, that, uh, that at five years, 10 years from now, it might look like the pizza uh, uh, the, the pizza idea on, on Bitcoin. I, the reason why they don't think it's very much is they're measuring in a fiat, fiat instrument and they're pricing their lives in a fiat instrument. And I understand we have to because we all have bills to pay and everything else. But this transition, if you can start doing that and be early on that and understand how to create value for, for, for your audience. Have you, uh, if, have you ever heard of um, a thousand true friend fans? No, but I will definitely look it up after this. So, and, and maybe in, you could start with 100 true fans. Yeah. But instead of building for everybody, build for 100 people that love you, that, that, that you're going to do everything for them and you're going to build so much value. Then expand that to a, to 1,000 and, and you'll find yourself creating a, a very valuable life. But, but, but I would say... When people are thinking about value for value right now, I would say largely they're saying, how do I be an influencer and how do I create something that immediately grabs everybody instead of a path to create your community or your tribe of people that just uh, you would do anything for it, that you, they would do anything for you. So I would think about it as deeper connections. In fact, uh, if you want just a, 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 the grand challenge today, um, most connections are an inch deep and a mile wide and people are considering that value and if you if you want to uh, you've heard me say this but every scarcity creates an abundance there's a scarcity and real deep connections right now and if you want to create those deep deep connections that that's that's a source of value and actually a source of value more, more than just money thank you jeff yeah, I'm in the camp that we're definitely in, living in a, a Bitcoin fountain moment right now. Um, you know, when everyone's talking about their sats, uh, it's <laughs> I, 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 I just kind of know where this is going. Um, you know, I'm not, it's the value for value for for us, especially here at during, doing this show um, is really just spreading the message and uh, and, and, and getting the value from uh, just just growing the message, growing the, the Nostra protocol. Um, because there's nothing like it out there. The community here is just fantastic. It's just something that uh, is really infectious, uh, and that's the value for us. Yeah, it, it, QW, I just want to build on that. It, it, that's actually how I feel with very many. I see Preston here. I see Pablo. I see others. Uh, that Just the depth of my relationships and some of the relationships that I've met in this community, that I like. I love these people, that uh, – that, uh, and and you're going to look back on what you created what you created here, and uh, and you're going to look back and uh, assuming everything goes forward like we think it's going to go forward, and I can't not see that that doesn't because that is human nature. That is what the, that is what the world actually looks like, not this dystopian world that we pretend that we manufacture to exist. It is human to human in contact. You're going to look you're uh, you're going to look back at what you you're doing here. You're going to go remember the time that we did this with all of these amazing people. I think what a ride, like what a ride. So well done for what you guys are doing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, just, we've been, we've been doing this for uh, what, seven months or we're 
uh, in in Nostra in general. But uh, I mean, between Nostra Report and uh, uh, me and Avi, I mean, we're 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 nine, ten team members that are are, are sitting on seven different time zones. Uh, you know, we're all planning to go to Nostraville, uh, or you know, some of us are going to Nostrasia, uh, but it's within the same week. So some are going to Japan, some are going to uh, Nashville for Nostraville. I mean, we're we're going to turn these uh, relationships from uh, distant to uh, face to face. So it's it's really exciting in that respect too. Uh, so I just uh, couldn't be more bullish on the the whole setting. Yeah, same here. Well, Jeff, uh, we'd like to thank you for being incredibly generous with your time to our humble Nostra Nest. Uh, it has been an honor and a privilege to have you and your wisdom ring through the the stage uh and i'm sure the audience uh, appreciates uh, you as well and the folks are going to be listening to the recording as well um on fountain or, or their podcast app of choice will um so once again jeff thank you we appreciate everything you do and hope to see you at one of the and i speak personally here i hope to see you at uh, one of the conferences very soon you look forward to it thanks guys